0: Hour, on the hour, when we listen and gain our knowledge and power, we turn to the no-bullshit hour.
1: What is Karen doing? She's sitting in that damn car. She's sitting in the car like Red sits in the car, and when Red, I don't even know where Red's at.
2: <laughs> no one knows.
1: But look, I bet you this internet's gonna fuck up. <laughs> you know what we should ever do? Come just, here. Just go to White Castle and keep driving around ordering. <laughs> just that's what she could do all show long. <laughs> no bullshit. We'll send it to Arby's because that's real sirloin. She's not gonna eat we'll
2: that. Double no bullshit. Double no bullshit. No bullshit. Jeez.
1: Okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Every Friday I get worked up. I want to be funny, but I can't be funny. it's not funny told you (sighs) yeah listen look i i know friends wives are friends and then the friends don't watch but the wives well hi hi everybody told you told you this wasn't a storm of the century that submerged it's not even a century it's a thousand years they said yeah 1500 years Mm -hmm. jesus is coming back (laughs) next time It wasn't the storm of a century. It was failure by those dummies downtown that jack your water bills up, give contracts to their friends, and you lose and lose and lose. We told you, my smart friends, the hydrologists, the engineers, the contractors, you believed it. The reason you're here, the reason I walked from the mainstream media is they won't do it. In fact... They rip us off. There's that one too. Mm. Uh, we'll get into that. So who we we'll have today is Paul Doherty, who is suing. Oh, we're gonna find out who he's suing. He's gonna sue everybody. Everyone for yeah. the people of Detroit, they got fucked. Finally, uh, again.
2: Uh, maybe someone's gonna have to pay for a lie.
1: Yeah, let's let's do it like this. It is astonishing that the capital E establishment. This is from a friend. Emailed this. So I'm I'm plagiarizing, so I'm giving good credit. I can't write it better. The establishment jeffes get away with it. After Whitmer and Duggan lie to the city and state, lie to every newsroom, lie to President Biden, trafficking that 2,000-year storm bullshit lie. In Washington Post, op-eds, etc., they lie to FEMA and lock up the federal aid for global warming flooding. It finally trickles out. The back-to-back flooding... 2014 2021 was pure Great Lakes water authority bureaucrat cesspool incompetence and that is a fact okay so we got Paul Doherty here mm-hmm. also we need to do some culture so we have Satori Shakur here hey. it is the 50 year anniversary of uh, is it parliament is a parliament funkadelic is a funkadelic It's that whole George Clinton scene. Satori uh, Shakur, formerly Jeanette Magruder, you know, the bride of Funkenstein. You guys remember that? I love it. That was the hippest shit in the world. Very cool. That disappeared. So she's here to talk about those days. I was watching, you know, on Amazon Prime, Mm -hmm. Blow the Roof Off, the true story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: documentary. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: P-Funk, and it was actually the true story. So she's here to talk about that, talk about herself, talk about... Whatever she wants to talk about, look at her. She's look, a good, man. she's a good talker. Beautiful woman. You know, well, that's disgusting by you. What? How dare you notice that? I said that. good talker first. Okay. <laughs> Karen's a beautiful woman.
3: You also should check out Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus.
2: Okay. Oh, oh yes, yes. I have not seen the Parliament episode, but I've seen that show. It's great. Yes. That, that is. Uh, keep that little funk rhythm going there. Uh, you I gotta find it. What, but what's yeah. going on? That's <laughs> crazy.
1: Stop me right in the middle of the funky. So if, if, we'll, we'll get into what P-Funk is, but basically, it's seminal. That, that is just one of, if you listen to hip-hop, you listen to Dr. Dre, you, you, you know who P-Funk is, and that's a Detroit thing. And she still lives here. So we'll get into that, too. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of all of us being down. Right? Then we got the news. Kwame got married. Spivey got indicted. The coward cops got taken off the street. The House Oversight Committee... In Washington gotcha. is looking into Flint and them destroying evidence, the Snyder administration. Not a word from Nestle here in Michigan. Goddamn bullshit. Oh, and the Taliban. What? They got the borders now.
2: Oh, great. They're
1: starting to cut heads off and burn homes of people that worked with the Americans. Like, and we can't get them out. Right? And finally, Red, Detroit comedian, Detroit Red, we sent him out to talk to the Trumpies. Got a little tease. Believe it or not,
4: the Trump train is still rolling. And so is the Trump unity bridge flow right along with it.
1: So Red has embedded (laughs) with the Trump unity people. I haven't seen it. I hope it's good. All right, look, before we get to it, as always, the No Bullshit News Hour brought to you by American Coney Island, the oldest family-owned restaurant, and the birthplace of the Coney dog. Yeah. The roof has been done. The air conditioning's solid.
2: Who did all that?
1: I helped. (laughs) But it's because it's a damn delicious dog right there on the corner of Michigan and Lafayette. Right there in the middle of Detroit. The epicenter is being held down by a woman. That is no small feat. So, please, patronize. It's clean. They got the sanitizers. There's room for the kids to sit. They got chicken strips. Mm. Who got chicken strips? Lafayette got chicken strips? No. No, they don't got no chicken uh-uh. strips. So listen, if you want a Coney kit, um, dozen dogs right to your door <laughs> with the chili and all the fixins, go to AmericaCone Again, we do this ADR. Yeah. ADR Associates. Listen, Paul, listen to me. You want an ADR does, Paul? They do it all. <laughs> they do they do uh they do zoning, they do construction, deconstruction, demolition, rehab. Property management, big jobs, little jobs. The water department should hire this fucking guy, but they don't. But, Charlie, are they honest? They're not honest. They're not ethical. They're not smart, but Barry (laughs) Ellentuck is at ADR. Give him a call for a free consultation, 248-318-9424. Again, Amanda, you called. Does he help with evictions, et cetera? He does. Call him. See if he can help you. Listen, 248-318-9424. And give me this, cause because the bride of Funkestein, listen to this one. Listen to this lay down here. This is Maurice Davis. Ah, uh, Yes. Mark! Oh. Yeah. That's Maurice Davis, King of the Party Blues. And Flint City Councilman, ward number two.
0: When it comes Raw, to securities,
1: and when it comes to securities and investment, we are gonna call? Company, call Luke Nowaki, Pinnacle They're Wealth. They're making finance call. funky.
0: Alliance and 248-663-4748. They specialize
1: in the securities. They do, rational financial advice in those securities.
0: They're the best in the business. Sure are.
1: That's right. Stocks. Wall is the one. Bonds. You want to call. College savings plan. Who are you gonna call? Two four eight. So pick up the phone today, six six three. And four seven
0: eight.
2: And, hey.
1: and you're asking for Luke? No wacky. Thank you very much. And
2: <laughs> thank you. Hard cut.
1: All right. <laughs> Woo. Okay. A lot to get to. Paul Doherty. Water lawyer, Paul. You're what are you doing? You are suing on behalf of Gross Point Park people. Well, that
5: and we've got a separate lawsuit for City of Detroit.
1: Well, who's so doing we, City of Detroit? Say it again. Who's doing the City of Detroit? I am. You're the man. Who's doing I'm the who's, man? Who's doing Gross Point Park? I am. Oh, you're doing both. I'm doing both separately. Separately. Why? Well, I wanted.
5: I think Detroit has unique issues, unique problems. It's a unique area. that have been made many, many, many empty promises over the years about fixes, about recovery, about revitalization. And I can tell you Jefferson Chalmers hasn't seen any of that. So uh, I wanted something separate and special for them. I had a call from a woman today that lives down there and said, you know what? The last time we had this happen and we hired whatever law firm to do it. I got three months of my water bill knocked off. And I, she said, I don't want to see that again. I said, well, don't worry. That's not the way we roll. So um, they've got some big issues down there. They don't have the resources, no insurance, etc. So Great Lakes Water has got to pay for what they did down there.
1: Okay. I mean, I could just hey, go nuts. But look here. Hey, Once Great Lakes Water pays, that means I'm paying. I'm Great Lakes Water. Like Karen, what's your water bill this month? By the way, she flooded you. you No, know, Charlie. I did what? Your, your basement flooded. So, but you know, how much you get charged for well, that? Well,
6: yeah, it was well six hundred dollars, and they said we used thirty two thousand gallons of water. That was for the last month. So I don't you got think a we fucking have a pet pet and I'm not quite sure that happened.
1: You see this? I told you it shit was going to fuck up. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
6: I That's you, Charlie. That's not me. Uh, hey, uh,
1: <laughs> white guy, white guy, internet dude over there. He's, he's
2: shaking his head now. It's not
1: us. No. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> Paul, here's the news. We've been saying it. Look, I, global warming exists. I'm sorry, y'all. G- get in there, man. Challenge me. Ain't no global warming. I'll tell you how you know there's global warming. Put your car in the garage, close the door, turn it on, and feel how hot it starts to get. What you think? Like all this gas from your car goes into outer space? It doesn't. <laughs> it's getting warm. Sure. But this wasn't it, Paul, was it? What did we find out this week, Paul?
5: Well, we found out some very important and damning issues about Great Lakes Water Authority. The first one was that, <clears throat> well, let me just back up. You oh, got Cotter
0: Creek pumping.
5: You got Freud pumping. Those are the two main stations that take care of the east side of Detroit into the Grosse Points. On up into Macomb County. So, Conner Creek, when it reaches capacity, it pumps over to to Freud. Two days before the flood, a private contractor severed a cable line at Freud, causing power to eight pumps or five of the eight pumps to go out. Uh, According to Sue McCormick, now former CEO of Great Lakes Water, the board was not, quote unquote, made aware of that problem. So, um, okay, let let, let me make sure this is
1: clear. Listen to me. One big pumping station pumps into another pumping station.
5: When they reach capacity. The second
1: pumping station didn't have any power for two days before the rains that they knew were coming. And the geniuses at the top said they weren't aware. Correct. Okay. And then the other.
5: I think that's part of why Sue McCormick was shown the door. She should have been aware. And the board should have been
1: aware. It seems to me we're starting to hear they were aware, very possibly. And if you weren't, you're out of here. Now, the other plant that was supposed to pump into it, Connor Creek, its pumps went out. (laughs) Why? One of them blew a gasket and sprayed water on the electric board of the other ones. And that one went out. Oh, man. And there were no electrician there to fix it. Right, Paul? Exactly. Well, the electrician went over to Freud. He left Connor Creek,
5: went to Freud. Looked down a hole, he,
1: said, oh, yeah, there's no power. You know, he's,
5: then now he's called back to Connor Creek. But by, now, by then, the streets had flooded around Connor Creek, so he couldn't get back into Connor Creek. And when he finally got back there, the key card reader for the gate was out because the power was out. So if you've Whoa! ever seen the Three Stooges, the way they used to work, you know, you had run around, he'd hit each other on the head. Yeah. That's kind of what I was picturing out in front of the Conner Creek pumping station.
6: Just FYI, in Detroit, we call it fruit. We know the proper term is for but we we refer to it as fruit. That's how fruit. we call it. Yeah, you're, you're,
5: yeah, I do
1: hear it pronounced
5: fruit. fruit.
6: I'm just letting you know. So, so, if you're, if, so if you're representing Detroit, they know you really know what's going on. So go ahead. Oh, That's, it.
1: That's Karen. She lives just off a gratuia.
2: Gratiat. Uh, Paul, there's a lot of finger-pointing going back and forth, but one of the interesting things I thought uh, from my perspective was that Gliwa, I believe it was, said, oh, no, we knew, but these guys did not report it to the higher-ups. Uh, do you buy that at all? They, I feel like they're throwing the people that work in the actual pumping station under the bus.
5: Can't wait to get their depositions. The regular everyday Joe's working at the station and the guys that are you know, filling out logs, I mean, they don't know because they... Don't want to know, apparently. I mean, these are basics of how these stations keep operating. You you picture a a fort and you've got, you know, 16 guards on top. And, you know, most of the year, nobody tries to get in the fort. But every now and then, somebody tries to get in and you've got to have all 16 ready to go. Well, that's what these stations do. They sit dormant. A day like today, none of these pumps are running. They don't have to run. Mm. They only have to run when the weather's bad. And then they have to run full tilt. And they have to come online on time. I mean, Conner Creek. It's not just the pumps don't work; They're, they have to be primed. And I won't bore you with the technical details, but they've got eight massive pumps, thirty feet in the ground, that have to draw water up to start. And why they have to draw water up won't bore you, but it really is a, a function of the changes in the sewer system from the '70s. They drop the water levels, and meaning these pumps are not going to start when you want them to start, like you start a car. They have to be prepared. And that gets to knowing what the weather is. And Sue McCormick, during whatever press conferences, says an inch and a half of rain was predicted. Well, Sue McCormick and the other Gliwa people don't have to watch the local news to figure out what the weather's going to be. There are rain stations throughout the city and measuring devices. They're in the west and south. So they can see an hour before the rain gets to this area how much rain is falling. So they know damn well what's coming. And th- this idea that wasn't predicted is is BS.
1: Well, first of all, it's like throw all that away. It's bullshit. The fucking pumping station didn't have power to it. Didn't matter if it was going to be a thousand feet of rain. It wasn't right. going to work. And you didn't know. And by the way, before it became the Great Lakes Water Authority, ladies and gentlemen, it was the Detroit Water and Sewage Department. that ran everything. She was yep. running it in 2014. The last time Connor Creek fucked up and didn't pump. Was she gone?
0: Hmm.
1: No. You want to know why she wasn't gone? You want to trust Laduff, who have been looking at this cesspool for a dozen years now? Because, ask Kwame Kilpatrick. All the money's in the contracts in the water department, and it's best to have cronies at the top doing what you tell them to do so you can pass out shit to your friends. Is that right, Paul? You know, Gliwa... No BWS bullshit, Paul. Speak the it. truth. And no hemming
5: and hawing. They've taken $500 million a year. The Water Department was the, one of the crown jewels of the city of Detroit. All right. So you have to ask yourself, why in 2014 would the city give away that crown jewel to Gliwa? How, how was Gliwa allowed to take it over? Well, one way was that the city of Detroit now receives $50 million a year in lease payments from Gliwa. City of Detroit can cut its staff from 1500 down to between 250 and 500. So, you've got basically the same net revenue, but you don't have to operate anything anymore. But our water system is one of the best in the world as far <laughs> as delivering clean water and is very profitable. So, there's a lot of money being put in and out of that system every year. So, hence the people controlling it have their hands on some pretty big purse strings.
1: So what did he just say there? Mark, what did he just say? <laughs> they make a lot of money. Fuck yeah, it's a cesspool, man. They make and, a ton of money. Hey, Gross Point Park. Don't put anything back into it. How you like that now? Oh, but everybody's water bill's going up. Yeah, of course. Is FEMA is bill. FEMA gonna cut checks, Paul? Now knowing this isn't a natural disaster.
5: I, I, I don't know if anybody's got one. I've had a lot of people say oh. they denied me. I'm doing an appeal, but nobody's gotten anything. They should be below altar and Jefferson Chalmers. That's where they should start. Uh,
1: Karen, uh, you're muted, goddammit. <laughs>
2: Poor Karen. She finally gets to leave her house. And gets oh, in trouble. she finally.
1: No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm muted, Karen.
6: Okay, you? can you hear me now? I'm yes. just saying that it's the fine. people I've talked to... Have they're, they're being offered small business loans. That's what FEMA, FEMA is denying their application and instead offering them small business loans. But I thought the whole purpose of the Great Lakes, well, not the entire purpose, but part of the purpose of the Great Lakes Water Authority was because the city was uh, uh, unprepared or not able to respond or to address the known infrastructure issues. And that was this was supposed to help circumvent that. The same thing with the other assets that we let go. But yet and still that didn't happen.
1: Satori, did you get flooded? You live in Detroit.
6: I do. I did not. I live in North Rosedale
3: Park. I did not get flooded. I have been flooded before, but uh, not uh, this time, thankfully. Uh, My sister who lives up the road in Southfield, she was power out for three days. Um, And there's a lot of wreckage over there. Tree branches, trees, it's bad. Look,
1: folks, we've all been around the world here. I've never seen no. a, a, a infrastructure, you know, like basic human services, power and water go out like this. Not in Tijuana, huh. not, in, not in Mexico City, not in Brazil, not in, not in Russia. When have we had enough? When are the media going to get off the ass and, and stop going into the press conferences and printing it as it dribbles out every day? It starts to change. Like, you don't have some kind of blame in this. You you know, it's it's now in there. Everybody thinks this was a Noah flood.
2: Paul, I, I find it really interesting that DTE is, like, very insistent and pointing finger and said, we knew that power was out and you did nothing about it. How do they fit into the lawsuit that you have?
5: Well, Mark, here's the deal. Um, there is a power station right near... Uh, Freud or... Freud Fruit. Fruit. <laughs> Beef <Yeah>. oven. <laughs> and that power station is apparently still c- controlled by Detroit, the Detroit Power and Lighting Company.
1: Okay, now watch. Yeah. yeah. Watch this. It gets confusing. This yeah. was back in the bankruptcy. I did a story about the Detroit Power and Lighting, right? And they turned on the street lights with the Frankenstein the switch. Yeah. And we filmed that and the street lights at the same time, and it didn't go on. <laughs> now, it looks like... A nuclear bomb went off there, a neutron bomb, right? The stuff's still there. There's nobody in there. Everything's from the 50s. There's four people left in the Detroit water or uh, lighting and power. Power, yeah. Four the whole, people. The whole department? The whole department. Hmm. And they're in charge of the electricity to the major pumping station? Well, Hello?
2: Yeah. Well, there's a switch over from DT that. Is taking 10 years. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know Knuckle why. Knuckleheads
1: downtown. Yeah, you, know. you feel me? Everybody listen. Tell your husband. Tell your child. Knuckleheads downtown. This should be done. It's not done. You're fucking fired. And it shouldn't just start with, uh, you know, Sue McCormick. I'm going to resign. I was thinking of doing this, but, uh, you know, out of... Uh, Very much a a service to my community. I decided to stay on through the COVID. What a hero. No, 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 no. You got fired. Mike Duggan fired you. Mike Duggan has four of the six votes. This is on Mike Duggan, the mayor of Detroit. Hold his feet to the fire. Are you afraid? Paul? No. We're doing it right now. I mean, we've got it going. And uh, they're going to, you know,
5: this is a potential $100 million damage situation caused by this flood. All right, that's big dough. And Gliwa, apparently self-insured. We're going to find out exactly Ooh. what they've got.
1: Wait, yeah. whoa, whoa, ho, 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 Let's do this again, everybody. Our water authority self-insured. Karen pays $600 a month for water she doesn't even use. You get to pay for it. Remember how they killed in Flint? Mm. You get to pay for it. So, Paul... I'm I'm glad you're going to do it, because FEMA's not going to give a shit. We're basically going to have to pay for all the idiots that you keep voting for and telling me he's great. I can't go to cocktail parties anymore. Toria, I can't, because people think I'm a nut. Well, no, that was a thousand-year flood. That's bullshit. Who was here to measure that? The Algonquins? They're doing that with a wild rice planter? (laughs)
6: <laughs> Charlie, what was the whole press thing with the governor now saying they're giving 10 million dollars to who for what and how? Oh. I mean what was that or was that just a here we go, folks. For, here I we mean,
1: go. What was that as it, a, a bridge until we get this all worked out like the unemployment and everything we have a bridge fund of 10 million dollars. just apply to it and not get that either but 10 just to get you through. That's the same amount of money she raised last year, and that's probably not legal.
6: Ten million dollars. Yeah, that's an insult. <laughs> what are you doing with that? Spread over all the all the all the counties that were impacted. It's not just for Detroit. It's for you know everybody that was affected by the flood. So four that's, million that's a people. Pretty thin spread.
1: Four million people. Forty huh. percent of the fresh water comes from this system, and this is what we got. Paul, I'm going to give you the last word. Well, you know, the water department's great at delivering
5: fresh water to us, but they're not so good taking the shit away from your property and not storing it in your basement until they can deal with it. That's the problem. They've regularly used basements of gross pointers, Detroiters, on down to the counter plant as storage tanks for raw sewage until they can figure out what to do with it. And it's based on the fact that they can't get 16 pumps going when they need to. It's Very simple. You get 16 running and we got a flood. Well, you did the best you could. You get seven running, maybe eight by 2.15 a.m. And we have massive flooding. Everybody's got a problem with that. They're going to pay for it. And Paul, you flooded too, right? Oh, only eight feet in in the basement. I was only eight feet of water. (sighs) Literally, I opened up my basement door, looked down. It was up to the last step. It was a surreal moment. I'm like, what is what am i looking at here what kind of failure did i have in my house i thought a water line broke or something and it was eight feet of brown water i mean my basement is gutted everything gone no uh, furnace hmm. no hot water tank no washer no dryer all the walls all the mementos everything
1: now wiped I, out i i'm just stating the obvious i just you know i know demographics and and whatnot i you 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 don't live on over You're not. Um, you're not on uh, Iroquois. You're probably over there in the Coast Point Park. Yeah, correct. Okay, I'm so, going to take care of it.
6: Okay, look at it. And, 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 but Paul, th- but Paul, think about the people who were impacted equally or more severely who don't have the resources to take uh, care of it. And that are asked to be that are are extended the courtesy of being reimbursed when they didn't have the the resources to 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 make up for the furnace or the water heater and all of the the items that they lost, including personal items that you know can't be documented or replaced.
5: That's why we have a special claim for Detroiters. That's why we've segregated out their claims. They don't need to be tied into Gross Point or people that have insurance are people that have money. They need to be treated separately because it's a special circle.
1: What are you, Jim Crow? What, what, what do you
5: mean? <laughs> I uh, what, am I here?
6: It didn't sound right. Segregated no, I mean, and treated separately? Be, their
5: claims have to be viewed independent <laughs> be of the right. others.
1: That means somebody got to fight for people that don't have the money to have a voice. Exactly. Yeah, right on, brother. Now, look, yeah. I'm, I made a joke there, but let me bring it together. <laughs> a well-to-do white man who is also affected understands... That the not-so-well-to-do black woman is also affected. This is what is good. This is what's powerful. It's too bad it has to be in something like this. Hmm. But it's appreciated. It's somebody got to help. We're all humans.
0: Mm-hmm. Eight That's feet what of we're
1: water. To do. That's what we're trying to do,
5: Charlie. I mean, Let me just read you one sentence from the complaint I filed for the Detroiters. Quote, for many of the proposed class, they lack resources to do proper and thorough sanitizing, and cleaning after a backup event and are consequently forced to live in homes which the smell of raw sewage and mold lingers until the next backup and pose related health risks to those living in such tainted homes. I mean, there are people I get calls from Detroit that still haven't been able to clean their basements up. Wow. And that's raw sewage. Mold is growing. It's, it's a, it's a
1: terrible health risk. Are you accepting so, clients? It's not class action lawsuit at this point, but are you accepting clients?
5: We are. Yeah, we've, probably got 500 as it is and give them they're your number coming in daily
1: give them your number put it out there right now
5: it's one eight five five ven V-E-N-FIGHTS I'm with the Venn Johnson law
1: firm in Detroit so one 1-8- 8 ven f i g h t s venfights right that's too many numbers
5: <laughs> well, you get to the end, it doesn't matter. Oh, so you're just it's, dialing out no, like I'm some kind stuff. of
1: idiot. Okay. I went to public school, but oh I God. know something's <laughs> pushing up. pushing buttons. He's padding the bill already. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, Paul, thank you, brother. Uh, Godspeed. Let's keep in touch. And uh, remember, everybody, fight on.
2: Yeah.
1: You're the boss. Don't fall yeah. apart. Come together. We don't need this. Especially when you're lied to. Over and over and, over, and, and over. over again right on okay paul thanks if you want to hang for the rest of the show you may yeah my it, thank my... you okay.
2: bye-bye everybody thanks paul hang for the rest of the show. He's, got, he's got people to sue
1: okay
6: so, so charlie we don't want this to turn into the flint issue where you've got a lot of people and you make you know they may do a great job and at the end of the day everybody gets five dollars and nothing ever changes
1: it's not the goal how much you want to bet that's what happens because that's what happened last time. We won't, Yeah, not mm-hmm. to my last. That's what I'm
6: saying. So this threat. sounds good, but at the end of the day, you know, will the people who need to, and you know, I, I understand Paul's heart's in the right place. I applaud the fact that he's taking that initiative because there aren't people that are helping the people that need help. But you know, I don't want to hear things like, you know, segregated. That's not, I mean, we, yeah, that, that's I a very touchy thing between Detroit and Gross Point. And everybody in Detroit isn't struggling, although there are people that right. can certainly benefit from his help. That's I just don't why, want to group everybody. That's in, why like, I was I you know, was
1: making light I, of it. Oh you God. know what I mean? That's okay. why I was making yeah, light of it because because it's trigger language. But he did. I don't think he means it that way.
6: I don't think I don't think he does either. But bit, but people that don't think like that say things like that, and then it can becomes offensive, and then it's counterproductive. That's, that's why all. we
1: talk about it as it happens? You know, if that's what you're about, then that's what you're about.
2: However, it winds up. I just hope it's punitive enough because it's not about also. It's not only about what happened. It's I don't want this to happen again. And nice. It is as often as it has happened. It's hard to believe that it's not just going to happen again because not, nothing gets, no shit ever gets fixed.
1: And this isn't a um, this isn't a clever transition. But I'm going to tell you about uh, David Hall Mortgage. Oh yeah. If you want to get is out, a
2: clever transition. And, and, you, and, you, and, you,
1: and, nope. and you and you and you and you you looking maybe there's an opportunity, you believe they're going to fix it, you want to get in there, you call David Hall Mortgage if you need to refinance to help yourself fix your basement because you don't have the insurance. You do that, you can you can save hundreds of dollars a month in your payment, you can skip a couple of payments. There is ways to help yourself, right? Call David Hall Mortgage, take advantage of historically low interest rates, go to davidhallmortgage.com. Or call 248 308 They're righteous people, right? Yeah, they're good people. <laughs> All right, let's do some news before. Most uh, well, of the Tories are already here. But let's just do some news real quick. Kwame Kilpatrick got married. Oh, lovely. That's wonderful. Last weekend. That's terrific. Be- beautiful bride. It was a regular gangster's paradise. It was great. There was Bobby Ferguson who just got out of the can. You know, the right hand steal him from the water department. That's <laughs> yeah. not a that's 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 a conviction.
2: Kwame still owes about a million and a half
1: a million and to a the half. water
2: department and then additional funds to the city. So
1: it's a nice wedding, but you gotta pay the city back. Forget that. Remember, ambulances didn't show up for children. I'm just about okay. And there was white boy white Rick. Boy that's Rick. cool. <laughs> he met the former mayor in, in the can. That's great. Come on to my wedding, you're gonna be wonderful. He was looking tan and fit. Right there by the canopy, Yeah. <laughs> driving his white Mercedes, you know what I mean? Good luck, good luck. Oh, I found out how he's got three children and six grandchildren. How? He had them all before he went to the can when he was 17. Oh, wow. Not the grandchildren, but the kids. Yeah. That was just a question. <laughs> oh, Clearly. Because I, I was wondering if he's getting conjugal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, can no, somebody had, please ask Rick what sex is like in prison <laughs> for 30 years? I, I mean, I, that's all I want to know at this or point.
2: Hopefully non-existent. Yeah, you know what I <laughs> or mean? Or solo. How
1: do you keep it we're quiet? We're getting
6: off track. We're no, getting we're off that's track. Oh, no,
1: we're still at the wedding here. I mean, <laughs> like, how do you rub one out when you got a bunk mate? I mean. Uh, quietly? I mean. What are Qu- the... Quickly? I, have, I mean, I got questions. <laughs> okay. Right, Karen? I'm not listening to this. And who else was there? Who else was at the wedding? Current mayor, Mike Duggan.
2: Blows my mind.
1: That's wonderful. That's not the only thing that gets blown.
2: (laughs) I can't believe he was
1: there. His gal pal doctor was there. Remember the one one where he was like slipping preferential public money to her? Mm -hmm. And then his staff's deleting emails trying to cover it up. To which the attorney general says there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfect. Now I get a name for this couple. His honor and the doctor, his healer. His honor and his zeal. <laughs> I'll take it. So that's yeah. wonderful. They're yeah. there. Okay. I know Kilpatrick and Duggan go way back. Kilpatrick is a protege of Duggan's. Yes. But what are you doing at a wedding like this?
2: Charlie, I can't figure it out. I
1: can't figure out who owes who what or why. I, you know, I, it, Rudy Giuliani used to be the U.S. attorney, took out the mob, right? Yep. Then he becomes the mayor of New York. Did he go to John Gotti Jr.'s 50-year 50, 50 uh, no. birthday party? No. Mm-mm. No, even if you love the guy, like you're representing all of us. Yeah, that's what I that's think. A,
6: it's the, a, the, it's the, the optics were awkward, Charlie. Yeah. The optics were very awkward. They were.
1: Uh, Satori, I don't. And think, I didn't
6: go. I don't think I you think there. they
1: were awful. Were they awful?
6: Um, I don't. I don't know whether the
3: optics were awful or not. Uh, but I think that um, once you spend your time, once you have served your time and paid for your crime. Then you and you are released and you're free to get married. You're free to invite whom you want to to your wedding. and If that includes uh, Mayor Duggan and other people who have who are operatives of a faulty, flawed and racist system, then, you know, so be it.
6: (laughs)
2: What about the optics from the I other said, side? Why would Duggan I said go?
6: The, I, I want to cl- hold on, guys. I want to clarify. I said the optics were awkward. I didn't say awful. I oh, just want to make I clarify I that. I said awkward.
2: I think from Duggan's perspective, yeah. they're pretty awful. I agree okay. with
1: everybody here. I but I, I say they're all, You can have anybody you want. But here's one thing, just to rain off this. Mister Kilpatrick, you're going to become a minister. That's wonderful, wonderful. God, Jesus, God, God. I'm Catholic. You know what we do when we sin? Atone. We must go to confession and say it out loud and apologize to the Lord and everybody we hurt. Our sin. Yeah. You can't be some minister
6: still saying I didn't do nothing. Yeah. You didn't get pardoned. They just let you out. Maybe, maybe apologize to to God. Maybe that was, maybe he did that in private, Charlie. Apologize. I know everybody's to everybody's us. been asking for a public apology for him since day one. Maybe he's made. You know, I mean, we got to give, we got, we got to extend that courtesy. Maybe I'm not he has, maybe he's shit. come to terms
1: with the Jesus. I'm not extending shit. You also owe me an apology. <laughs> I got to apologize about everything. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, everybody. I I, I love you. I, I know I'm a fuck up in a big mouth. I am, but I never did anything big and intentional to hurt people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a flawed person, but I'm trying. Please forgive me. For all the dumb little shit I did, you
3: know it doesn't matter whether you did it intentionally, inadvertently, unawares. If you know, as human beings, we we're gonna we're gonna hurt, bump into uh, people and their ideas and their thoughts. It's, you know that's why I always say, listen, I know I'm gonna offend somebody when I open my mouth. You're not gonna agree with me, and that's fine. You know, so it's not I intentionally or I you, you, you're going to do it because you're human. And, um, you know, I say, you know, that's just a bunch of people out there that haven't apologized publicly and probably never will. And uh, that's Trump and all his boys. You know what I mean? So, I mean, who has hurt whom the most? You know, we're we're talking about um an insurrection at the Capitol. We're talking about inciting, you know, all of this. We're talking about coding the insurrection uh, calling it a tourist, uh, uh, activity. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we know I, that that is bullshit. I'm, I'm too. okay yep. to talk about, I'm, I'm okay to listen to you talk about Kwame's wedding or whatever. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I like, uh, I like the idea of going to the root of things because once you are part of the system and Charlie, you say you have this show because you weren't allowed you were going to be used by different journalistic outlets and you weren't able to speak about what you wanted to speak about. So you had to come out, create your own platform uh, to, 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 to be fully expressed. But once you are absorbed into a big system and all systems like Neely Fuller said are infected by white male supremacy, which systemic racism is a function of then you're going to be used in the service of its perpetuation. Yeah, I think, so it, I think, I, think know, it's all so of us because nothing white about Kwame. Everything you're talking about is a symptom of something larger. I, Unless you blow that shit up, yeah. then we're going to be trying to put band-aids. But I, in I don't want to talk
1: in, in phraseology. I'm looking at the people perpetuating and that's all I could do. So, for instance, but they uh, uh, nothing but uh, uh,
3: operatives. They're just—they're just, just, they're like just you. creeps. You, you know, they're all operatives of something. They're creeps, not operatives. Creeps. Like, so look—you can call it. Yeah, once you're once you are being used to operate and perpetuate, you, then you can assign you language let yourself like creeps, you, you assholes, let, look, Let's let's go bugs. to the next one. You can do it. Let's I'm go not to the next piece. Though. Anyone? I'm just saying. Sotari. My point of view.
1: Okay, look, let's go to the next one. We now got, Doug had his two most um, solid votes for whatever he wanted to do on city council are both gone now in a haze of corruption. This week, it's Minister Councilman Andre Spivey in a $35,000 scheme. I'm being told, got to do with the co-ing, uh, towing contracts. Who resigned a couple months ago? The white dude. Gabe Leland, Leland, taking 15 grand and auto parts from a Detroit businessman. Also about towing and property. We go on and on and on. Yeah, there is a super layer. Like, really? 35 grand, bro? Like a couple of suits? How could you? See, you're, you're right. The overlay is, I just think society's corrupt. And I've always said corruption can't be done by one person. It takes accomplices,
2: right? Well, it sounds like there's a lot more to the Spivey thing because he pled he guilty.
1: And he's been cooperating. For three
2: years, yeah.
1: Right, and mm-hmm. it's federal monies. Ooh. It's a big deal. Now, but having said, we'll go to this. Here, here, here's what bothers me, Satori, so, but just about the media. They don't have the guts to go first. To do what needs to be done. That's why universally, whatever side the media is on, they're not liked. You know what they like? American citizens like more than the media and Congress. They have more respect for syphilis, (laughs) colonoscopies, and cockroaches. There was actually a poll done. I believe it. Okay, so remember last week the coward cops drive away and everything? Yeah. I I got, look, the media just stole that shit from us.
2: Yeah, this video that's running right now.
1: Uh, yeah, it's running. You know, the drive by and the cop drives away. Yes, they don't even mention it's us. Like, like they did some work. You didn't do any work. Did they ask for it? Channel Four asked for it and then pretended like somehow they uncovered it. Nobody linked to that. Hmm. Right. They're well, li- who
3: is the media, by the way? Because I mean, uh, w- w- were it not for the that phone, the the video that the young woman took of George Floyd's murder. Uh That's then true. what we would do. So would what is stop. the media? What's the function it's supposed to serve? And isn't every American citizen the media? You know the point. we we can't depend and once we hear these stories, then what? What are what are we charged to do about it? I mean, we have to proliferate the story globally and have people. But People here's what we flood need: flood the streets and demand come. But to here's curb. what
1: we need, Satori. This is that's true. But images and words and talking and podcasts are so ubiquitous. Somebody really needs to dig into the real context. I see it. I know what I saw. But what is the history of this department? What is the funding of this department? Who is this man? We need somebody to do the work and. Look in Minneapolis, you never even looked into your own police department before this. It's the same here in Detroit. You, <laughs> we're not getting a true look at what's going on in the police department. We wait around for video to rip off. You don't ask me for it. You do, you don't know cops on the, on the streets. That's where I got it. They were so pissed off. You pretend like you got it from the chief of police who was trying to keep it under wraps. Mm-hmm. I am sick to death of it. Don't say... That courtesy of me, I gave it to you. I didn't. You reconstituted it, ripped it off, and put it on your website. Next time, I'll fucking call you out. I know what you did. Get off your ass and serve the people. It's real hard to do. But that's what you said you were going to do. You're all playing reporter. Somebody put this. A
6: lot of people put stuff online, but you don't know what you're seeing. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't know if it's true. But Char- but, but Charlie, you got to understand, too, you have, over the years, uh, earned a rapport that enables you to receive information and have exactly. access that a lot of people don't. But what Satori mentioned is something we've talked about before. Once people have this information that you bring to them or we bring to them or they find out, Th- they have an obligation and a responsibility to act on it, to respond to it so that we're not continuing that's, to talk about, complain fair. about, and be penalized by the same thing that's over and over. Fair, and but, that's fair, uh, again, but
1: again, if people just sit around talking and nobody's gathering up facts that are reliable, that's true. and if everybody wants to cover themselves in some political piece of the spectrum, we're, we're going
3: nowhere. The, I- now we need what now we need images. We need video. We need firsthand account because facts, you know, they you know, we already entered into the realm of alternative facts yes. where yes. real truths and facts are are challenged by lies that are
6: equally considered and, and acted upon. I agree. So, I agree. So we're, but, we're, we're, but, but, but we've been looking at video. We've been looking at video since Rodney King. Then we had, you know, the follow-up. I mean, we have that. I think it's now. And, and I do agree. We do have to have something that that validates what is said. But then we also need something else other than that because we're, we're seeing it. You know, how many videos have we seen? You know, Mike Brown, you know, people that, with... But then what happens? You well, know, we're again. Still wait a minute. We're getting off.
1: We're getting off the track. Yeah. We're getting off track okay, well, because there, wait. No. Oh, we're off track. Again, you're asking for what do we do with it? This is particularly about what the media's role is. That's it. It starts. Now, what is the media? There.
3: What is the media's role? What? What? How? What is the media's role in 21st century? Let me give you
1: this. America. Here's the role. And I've neglected to mention her name, and I want to do it right now. Beth LeBlanc of the Detroit News. She kept on it, mm-hmm. kept on it, kept on it, and come to find out the water department knew that that, that thing didn't have power. That's what a, you know, a journalist is going to do that the citizen doesn't, not that they don't want to, it's real hard to get to that.
2: Well, that's what they study for.
1: So yeah. I want to give her some kudos there. That yeah. she's turning into a hitman in this society of and, art and, I th- and th- we need
2: her. And I want to go back to what you said early. Giving credit is important because what the mainstream media will do will amplify something, like the video of the um, the AK being shot out of the car. They will amplify it, but if you don't know where it came from, to Karen's point about how you get it from people on the street, from officers that say this is messed up. This is not how our department operates or shouldn't operate. That's the story. When it gets amplified by a, a TV station or something and it looks like it comes from the brass, it looks like they're doing something about it when they might not be.
1: And then here's the thing. The brass comes out, since nobody really knows what happened there. Yeah, we looked at that. They turned around and they rendered aid. And I'm they're like... trying to get rid of it. I've yeah. got the full clip. They drove away for another minute and a half before they even turned around. That's, this is some bullshit. That's why credit matters. There was no deputy chief that came across this. This was a shooting... And then they looked at the, at the video that night.
2: Sources matter.
1: Everybody in the department knew this. That's yeah.
6: true. Right? That's mm-hmm. true. And in journalism, you do give credit of 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 information, exactly. of you know, graphics, you know, video, whatever, pictures. You you are supposed to. Otherwise, it's plagiarism. That's the first, that's a no-no.
1: And you knew I caught hell because I said, period, talking to a bunch of cops that saw this. I said, it's coward cop. Now I'm gonna take all the bullshit. And then you can take the video and get your million clicks. Well, you're bullshit because the people got to know it. They got to know what's happening with the police. They do. Here's the other one you should do. It's coming. Breaking news. You don't got to do that thing. The rape (laughs) investigation in the department with the ranking officer with subordinate females. There's a lot to it. It's coming. And there is tangible evidence that officers at the highest level in that department knew two years ago this was happening. Two years. Two years ago. Yeah. And we'll we'll wait. I, I'm not it may I let the investigation play. I put in my paperwork. We'll see. Nobody gets named. Maybe this isn't true, but it's moving forward. One ought to know this. It's good. But I, I'll do it. And once it's all cooked and everything, y'all can do it. But I'm sorry, this is what we're all about. Right? Yes. All right. Listen, I'm gonna talk about Parliament Bunkadelli. Let's do it. I want to talk about P Funk. Um, fifty year anniversary of Maggot Brain. That's it's it's
3: look
1: um Satori, you, you formerly known as Jeanette Magruder, is that right? That's right. That's a government name, Jeanette Magruder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um you were a back uh, the the vocalist, background singer for Parliament, Funkadelic.
3: Yes, and one of the brides of Funkenstein, never by Texas from a cowboy.
1: Ah, oh, that's a great record. A great. We're going to play that at the end if that's okay with you, if it's okay with George, because he owns everything. Great question. <laughs> yeah,
3: owns nothing.
1: <laughs> um, so, look, first of all, just for people that don't know, I mean, this is really sort of a, by way of Jersey, a Detroit invention. What is Parliament? What is Funkadelic? And who are the Brides of Funkadelic? What, what is that thing for younger people that don't know? Uh, well,
3: Parliament Funkadelic was one of the biggest black it was it was the biggest black rock band in the world in the early 80s. I came on board in 78 with the One Nation tour. So I sang, recorded and toured with uh, George from 78 through 85. So I'm on everything. Bootsy, anything that came out of United Sound, Super Disc, any of the studios in Detroit, I'm probably on my voice is probably on that or at least my hand clapping <laughs> parliament. Uh, I mean, if you delve into the history of George Clinton parliament, Funkadelic, it started out as a, um, singing group parliament. Like do wop Huh? Like a doo-wop band, right? A five Yeah. Beat. Like a doo-wop band with the whole, you know, pom pompadour hair, you know, and all of that, but they weren't, yeah, that's Lynn right there. They weren't, um, they couldn't they weren't conform that's dawn they they weren't conforming so they the band was called funkadelic and then they all just merged together and became parliament of funkadelic and actually had two separate labels parliament was when we toured parliament was the big Stage show with the big costumes, a theatrical production, and Funkadelic was a scaled-down version. Same people. We wore the fatigues, Uncle Jam's Army, and Parliament Funkadelic. I mean, Parliament was more like the Aqua Boogie. I was yeah. one of the motor booty ladies, so it's costumes and and uh, Larry Legaspi costumes and things like that. So, I mean, George was just um, you know he 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 was a mentor he was a philosopher a poet to, and you know for me i mean i didn't even meet george uh the first time i ever met george or saw george was when he came down on the spaceship on my first <laughs> gig in pittsburgh pennsylvania yeah. in front of 10,000 people you know really? cuz he wow. he travels separately from us the brides of the funk brides of funkenstein are a spin-off group from parliament funkadelic you know there i am you see me i'm on the <laughs> the right bopping on the <laughs> right of me <Lee. laughs> good uh, Sheila on the other side uh yeah but um yeah it was fun you know we were wiggling. we were wiggling so it was <laughs> like <laughs>
1: it was like acid rock and heavy guitar and r&b and horns and it got a disco sound. It, j- it had
3: everything so it had everything classical music bernie warrell was, was was trained at juilliard um, I mean, the,
1: the, the songs June, are going to number June, one.
3: I'm, I'm classically trained. And there was just your Gut Bucket, Backwoods, Georgia guitar picking, mm-hmm. Gary Scheider, Fr- Frantan- Larry Frantangelo on percussion. Uh, you just had David Chong, who did Atomic Dog. You had uh just a why jessica Cleves came in she used to sing with uh friends of distinction and earth wind and fired we had felipe wind that came in at one point and sly stone who came in at one point to the group cool. to produce and be on stage uh with us so it was like it was funk it was all it, these you know it was like a, a, a like a pressure cooker of genius
1: watching the and, um it's it's on uh uh, Amazon Prime blow the roof off. It's a uh, tear
3: the uh, roof off. Tear
1: the roof off. I, yeah, I mean, you know it's Bobby COVID. Brown
3: did the video, did the documentary. Um, I'm part of that documentary. Is it Bobby Brown like Bobby Brown? Bobby Brown? No, not no, not Bobby Brown like Bobby <laughs> Brown. He he lives in um, Baltimore. He's a white guy, and he used to be on uh, the Wire. He played had some minor parts on the Wire, but he wanted to do this documentary. He came in Detroit, and it took him. Took them a few years to put together the documentary. Yeah, and, and then, you guys believed it. I went to the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival when it was first released and was on, you know, panel at that time. But you guys uh,
1: spoke for real to Bobby, like, uh, like, like the sex and being paid in drugs. Like, what, what was?
3: It? Uh, no, I wasn't paid in drugs. I was, you know, I wasn't paid. <laughs> <laughs> I was paid at some point and then no pay the checks bounced or whatever, but no, we weren't paid in drugs. If we did had drugs, we paid for them.
0: Okay. Yeah, he, the and, drugs
3: and, were everywhere. You know, drugs yeah. were just part of the, that culture, especially of rock and roll musicians. The only people that I didn't, that I didn't see taking drugs that were out on the road at that time with us were sister sledge and cool um, in the Gang. No shit, really. Huh?
1: So no but, shit. but that pole pressure cooker genius and Yeah,
3: yeah. It was just over nuts. I mean it was just all of these folks. It was it you did you didn't have to have a degree, you didn't have to be classically trained, but if you did have a degree and were classically trained, you were there. You just represented Black people it was very black, pro-black. George intentionally said, we you know, we're going to do the bass. We want the bass to knock you in your chest, knock you off your feet because white people are scared of the bass. And so a lot of music <laughs> was watered down with, you know, pull back bass lines and polite to, to cater and to, uh, sort of be palatable for the listening of white people. And he wasn't about that. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of, And then Um, it turned out white people dug it. White people did dig it, dig it now. I remember we went to Paris and and did our show in Paris. And, you know, they didn't speak English and we definitely didn't speak French, but they were grooving. I mean, the the language was music and the connection was the funk. And everybody moved to that same on the one uh, beat. And so, I mean, it was kind of like going to university of performance because I got a chance in my early, early twenties to play Madison square gardens, uh, the Pontiac Silverdome, the cotton bowl, LA uh, stadium, 80,000 people. Uh, so nothing, no audience under 80,000 inti- would ever intimidate me. I learned so much from George. George said, you, you perform harder for an audience. Like we played Atlanta. And uh, they didn't get the word we were coming, went on the radio in a 5,000 seat venue. The Fox uh, only had 500 people present that day. And so George said, You got to play harder and longer because they showed up, you know. Mm. So I learned a lot of things about performance, about giving to an audience. And uh definitely about storytelling. They were the funniest people I have ever. Seen. There were times when our bus broke down, which was the rubber band, and we had to go on the mothership bus. And um, those guys were so funny. I mean, I don't I haven't met any stand, and I'm a stand-up <laughs> that could be as funny as Bone and Larry, uh, who played uh Sir Nose the Void of Funk. But since that time, you know, I I, I you know, P P Funk was a great place for me to be. It wasn't a long-term uh, prospect for me although I was devastated when you know the fall of the P-Funk empire happened and we didn't get to do that third album is The Brides and I let me jump you know, in there
1: let me jump in there yeah I, watching listening to you and, and the other women in the band you didn't get treated too well you couldn't be bigger than George Clinton, I mean the brides.
3: No, no, no! Don't listen to that d- documentary. Tear the roof off because if you listen to me, I have only positive things okay. to say.
1: But well, what, we, we what happened located, to the brides?
3: We were located in the sexist '80s. We were we were three women with one female road manager in a vast a band with all men, a lot of men, and then we had Cameo Gap Band. Cool in the gang, every male group that you could think of out there, and so there it wasn't it wasn't treated well um, as a woman and as a black woman was 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 not there there wasn't even a bar for that. So you had to you had to get the respect that you that you demanded, and so sometimes p Funk were our brothers, protectors, uh, allies, and other times they were predators. So you just had to learn how to balance that. It, it, you, you know, I've always uh, operated inside male-dominated professions. Stand-up comedy was all men, uh, mostly men. And uh, so you, so P-Funk showed me how to swing hard in d- certain uh, arenas Satori- you know, to be fully self-expressed. Um, so don't listen to Tear the Roof Off. If you notice, George wasn't even in that video. And most of the narratives, yeah. uh, they were angry about not being paid in which they have a legitimate right to be. Yeah. Nobody got paid. So
2: uh, S- 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 Tori, to that point in fighting. I
3: did get paid. Let me correct. I did get paid. We got weekly checks. We were, we finally got to be part of the union after, and we, we had to sign the, 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 session sheets and we got paid and i still get royalties from, um, mm. atomic dog and some other uh, records. Oh, you're an atomic I, dog. How so, come, how come
1: no yeah. women in the band were inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame with the boys.
3: I, I don't know the answer to that question. Does that make you mad? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Like, what's the answer to that Does that, that make you mad? Because but there could be no P-Funk that, without um, you. I do know that uh, we were a part of the group. Uh, th- what we lent to the group in terms of our voices and our sound and our and our bodies and our the way we were. I think we should have uh, been uh, afforded that honor. Uh, but 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 we weren't. But you, when you say how come, then you have to look at the, the the where we're located in history and who controls. You know why aren't more black people nominated? You know for Academy Awards. You know why aren't more women included in? Yeah. You know? So it's it's a question that goes to always always something higher, well, something okay. that Be- we can't see that that controls and manipulates who what is what happens and what is going on and until there's a challenge to that, an active challenge to that, ongoing challenge, uh, then you're gonna be asking that question. So Tori, why?
2: what what do you make of, you know, the artists that will top the charts now a Cardi B, a Megan the Stallion? I mean, is that because you guys fought for what you fought or is it just natural progression? I mean, what, what's your opinion on those acts today? And then I find it really interesting too, that there seems to be a lot of support for Tory Lanez who shot Megan the stallion. And it just seems like there is still a lot of sexism, at least in, in that hip hop world.
6: He, he, did, he didn't shoot her. Or, ale-
2: Allegedly.
3: Sexism exists. I mean, when did me Too happen years and years and years and years and years and decades and centuries, you know, uh, Me Too happening. So it's 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 about and when you know our you know we've just started talking about race openly. I'm just now hearing p- folks on um, the news outlets use the term white supremacist. Okay, that's that that's a a, a word that wasn't even used before uh, George Floyd. So it's an incremental, frustrating. March to change. Yeah, but and, here's the and, and thing. Justice.
1: Look, here's the thing with the Me Too movement. It's easy to talk in big open words. The Me Too movement was very specific about specific things that specific men were doing to women. Mm-hmm. That's how it moves. Mm-hmm. Not big, big white supremacists. because you know what? Nothing going to change. If every person's a, a white supremacist. That is a,
3: component, that is a component expression of white male supremacy. Well, well, well you, sure.
1: But, you know, like, again, if, if every time you're talking to a white guy, like he's some supremacist, talk to a guy to in a trailer. Well, my turn. My turn. My saying, turn. That's not fair. That's not fair. Ahead. It's not a soapbox. It's a conversation. If I you, know. I. I if ahead. you say every time some guy downriver don't got a pot to piss in. He got some, he's a white supremacist. He got
3: nothing. He has
1: no idea what you're talking about.
3: Okay. I'm uh, first, of all, well, I, I hope he's get, listening everybody to everybody interprets that as some kind of finger pointing to somebody with white skin. That's a man. It, there are white men who are utterly powerless. You know, I, I mean, most of, most of the white people out in the United States are utterly powerless. Mm. They don't know it. Because they are bestowed whiteness and, but, they, and, but that, they, do and they cling know to that like it's going to give them some. No, upper, but some but, upper, but d- just they like do Paul know was on the show in Gross Point Park got flooded. I mean, eventually all of this is going to break under the weight of the inequity of the, of the system. Exactly. Because the system is not fair. It does. It's not. It's eventually going to be destroyed. Yeah, under its own weight, that's
1: a good I'm just saying,
3: let's deal with it now. Yep, let's yep. talk about it now. I'm not calling any white person a supremacist unless they really are, unless they admit it. And there are a lot of them who are willing to admit it, you know. But we don't recognize racism now because, in order to be racist, you have to say some demeaning word to me, you have to burn a cross, there has to be some. Kind of overt expression of it well, that's but usually we a good way to judge somebody we're, a- we're actually carrying it within our own bodies yeah, but see
1: our- see, I say that's okay, I didn't want to do this all day, but I'd, I'd probably going to judge somebody on their action, and then I'll go from there, otherwise, otherwise uh, where in this are we going to find any it's commonality sure. yeah.
3: Well, the commonality is already there.
1: I don't. I mean, when
3: I was doing stand up, I went out to white. It's a White Hill or White somewhere, uh, Michigan. White people, you know, Michigan. <laughs> white Lake, <laughs> White Lake, White Lake. I went with the. I went with the uh, laugh riot dolls. Okay, it was only me and Esther who was Mexican, and the and the rest of the women were white. OK, we drove out. We could smell the cows and the cow dung. We got to this little bar and we saw the motorcycles and the jalopies. And we went in and it was all of these artifacts, farm artifacts, you know, taxidermy and mostly white people with, you know, cowboy hats and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, I need a glass of wine before I get up here. So I got up and I said, uh, how many people because this was after Wall Street crowd, how many people are unemployed? They didn't. You know, nobody said. I said, "You're lying, bitches." I said, "One and four, one, two, three. You ain't got no job. One, two, three. You ain't got no job." <laughs> they started laughing, and their hands started going up. Well, <laughs> we, and then when we started to talk and have the the back and forth, their lives were no different than black people's lives. Speak
1: it. That's They what wanted I'm... the
3: same exact thing as black people. did exactly. You think they would? Did, did you think they hugged me? No, because what they had that I don't have. Is their skin, and it don't make a damn. No, difference. May,
1: maybe they just felt you didn't want to hug them. Who knows?
3: I mean, I, I mean, but hey, I. Satori, I mean, no, Satori, no, you no. look, you defending them, Charlie. You you're defending them, Charlie. <laughs> I, I, Watch look, yourself.
1: I, I'm just trying to love people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, shit, look, look, you look love, you're, and you're and foxy. They're foxy, man. A, a hot chick freaks then people on out.
3: On home, got pulled over by a cop. I was the designated driver. Of another woman's car because they both were drunk, <laughs> and I'm the one that got pulled out the car and had to walk the line. I was so happy that at that time my hormones were out of whack, and the cop was so damn cute that I wanted to walk backwards for him and blow into the breathalyzer. You know, was he a and white then, guy? And it, yeah, it was a white guy. I but I end. also didn't know at the time that my driver's license was incorrect. It had me as a male. You know, so so. Oh my I, God! Know, I, I know. I you know I didn't discover it till somebody said, "Hey, you know your your license has you as a male." You know what's up with that? And I looked, and for you know you mail your driver's license in. So this was going on for ten years. I wonder what the
1: cop was thinking.
3: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so when I had I had a I had a CD that I at, at the end of the day he put us back in the car and I said, "Oh, I have a CD." It was, it was called. Menopausal femme fatality," he, he, he said. "Just drive. Just
2: <laughs> you confused him.
3: <laughs> get out of here. You know? <laughs> oh,
1: okay. So speaking of all that, that's a good segue. You want to see? Uh, we our our friend, reporter extraordinaire, comedian Detroit Red, goes and joins the Trump crowd. He, you know, he he's filed a report before. We show that. All right. This is brought to you by beautiful. Uh, Thank you. Medicare (laughs) guide, which is a, uh, Medicare is incredibly complicated. When you want to get it, you got questions. Can I keep my doctor? Tons of it. it. Don't do it alone, man. Let the experts do it. Licensed experts. You can do it in person, on the phone, on zoom. You go to your Medicare and get all your questions answered, right? It's no cost. They'll answer all your questions. You don't pay a dime. Don't go it alone. Let Mediguide, uh be your Medicare guide. Check them out today at ready, everybody? YourMedicareGuide.com. Get some Get Very simple. Get some help. So, uh, you know, uh, Ms. Shakur. Yes, sir. I hope you, you know, the comedian Detroit, you have opened for Joan Rivers. You oh, yeah. are a successful comedian. You've had a wonderful life.
3: I, I'm having a wonderful life, yes.
1: You. I mean, I'm jealous of fucking black privilege. I'm
3: (laughs) having a a wonderful black privilege, wonderful life, and I have earned every fucking bit of it. And despite all of it, because you're black, it took you twice as many I don't know. I have no idea how. I don't know how. I can't measure that. Okay, you're in show business. What I can measure is that whatever it is, that I env- envisioned as an artist, I wanted to see in the 3D world, and so whatever it took to do that, I did that within my system of integrity. Do you think? You know, I have had to build things because they didn't exist. Do you think there's uh, a?
1: Do you think there's a good-looking people privilege? Huh? Do you think there's a good-looking people privilege as well? Like the better looking you are, the easier it is for you.
3: I think there's pretty privilege. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's pretty privilege. Yes.
1: I do too. I do too. Yeah.
3: So yeah.
1: Louis Anderson may be the most accomplished man <laughs> in comedy.
2: Funny privilege. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, but pretty p- privilege is only going to carry you to the moment that you that pretty stops being currency, and that something else has to show up.
1: You know. True enough. Hopefully, you learn something before you get to that point, right? Okay. Without any further ado, Mark, in- introduce this part here.
2: Uh, this is uh, Detroit Red Community Detroit Reds trip on the uh, Trump train.
1: Okay, the guy that drives around in that big
2: rig—he's uh, everywhere. The Trump Unity Bridge, Rob okay. Cortez.
1: I haven't seen. Believe this- it or not,
4: the Trump train is still rolling, and so is the Trump Unity Bridge. Float right along with it. So I went with Float on a Rob Cortez to a Trump rally to check this shit out. That was when Trump was the
7: president. You remember when union workers' jobs and the American workers' jobs were protected? You're right again. That was when Trump was the president. America
4: first, the best is yet to come. Trump 2021. So Rob had me meet him up at his Trump souvenir store so we could ride along to the rally. And believe it or not, I even found something with Biden's name on it. After perusing the Trump souvenir shop, we were finally off to the rally. But with such a smoky start... I started to think this bridge was going to catch fire before I got to cross it. But fortunately, it was only a flat tire. So after we bridged the gap between his trailer and a spare tire, because he didn't have one, we finally made it to the rally. And I was able to sit and talk with Rob for a minute. I'm here with Mr. Rob Cortese, the owner of the Trump Unity Bridge that travels and tours around the country and comes to the Trump rallies. How you doing today, Rob? Not bad. Glad glad that you're here with us today. Hey, I thank you for letting us come along with you. I've had fun already.
7: (laughs) No problem. It's an interesting day. We pulled out. The car stalls out. We got to fix that. Then we get on the road. We get a flat tire on the trailer. And uh, just challenges come up before us every day. And we just work to take care of them. We move along because we believe we need to get the message out. Our country is that important, and we believe that the fraud is so thick and so massive—the
4: fraud—that um,
1: there's nobody there.
7: Exposed.
4: <laughs> Do you believe that they will overturn this election? I, I, I believe they don't have a choice. Once
7: it's like he, four people standing why on why the highway. The Democrats, why is Gretchen Whitmer fighting so hard to stop? them from looking at the ballot stop from looking at the audit stop from keep, you can't have the router why was there 30,000 ballots dumped into the Wayne County election in the middle of the night and why were there dust why was there dust all over those boxes those those were blaring for a while. You, get, you don't get dust overnight from
4: four hours or five hours driving from a polling station to
7: the audit or to where they count come
4: the from now you know that a Republican overseer was down there, said he didn't see a bunch of extra ballots come in. So do you think yeah, was he's there. working against I didn't see the no extra Trump ballots. he's with the undercover Democrat or what you think of that? Well, there was supposed to be an equal
7: amount of Republicans there and they kept they locked out the Republicans. They had all the Democrats and their people come in early and they said, Oh, COVID, you can't come in. Six feet, stay back. Oh, stay back. COVID, throw them out. They were were removing people because they wanted to see the balance and they couldn't get close enough to see the balance. So it was it was a sham. It was a it was I'm gonna say it, it was a shit show bunch of bullshit. I I know people that were personally there, family members, close friends. I saw the live videos of what happened. I was arrested for a turn signal violation and a crooked license plate. Look at Chief um, Craig's interview. Um, they asked about why was the mobile arrested and impounded. He goes, I haven't looked into it yet. It was something about a turn signal and a um, license Well, now he's strike.
1: running for governor. Whoever heard so of that? And I got a friend. Has anybody,
4: a Democrat, who do you know that's ever been arrested for that? Well, you know, in Detroit, we don't arrest people for a lot, but you got to have that turn signal in order. <laughs> Word association with you right quick. I say a word, you tell me the first thing coming to your mind. President Biden. No such president. Kamala Harris. No such... (laughs) uh, Fake news. Well, one thing I learned for sure. After talking to Rob and the rest of the Trumpsters here at the Trump rally today, They surely don't believe that they have a bridge too far to cross to get this election overturned, based off of dusty ballot box conspiracy theories, special ballot paper, and overall massive voter fraud.
0: I'm not
6: sad for me. I'm sad for them. I'm sad for them. Biden's being paraded around like a puppet.
4: Fuck Biden. Fuck you for voting for him. Okay. So, (laughs) let me ask you something. Do you believe that Trump won this election? Yes. On that note, I'm about to get the hell out of here. This comedian Detroit Red. I gotta find out who signed away the rights to YMCA and let these people fuck this song up. Deuces. <laughs>
6: that was classic. Good job,
1: Red. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what. Okay, I, here's my criticisms of it. The fucking background noise is too high. Loud. Yeah. Okay. Let's let, let's talk professional. Just a moment. <laughs> All right.
6: Um, well, let's start now, Charlie. I, I, I'd like
1: that guy to be edited down a little bit, Rob. Yeah. But I yeah. gotta say this. It's Satori's gonna know this for making art. He's brand spanking new mm-hmm. at doing journalism and, and, and video, right? And he right. worked. Yeah. He worked with Sid on this. Professional mm-hmm. f- photographer. That's pretty good. It's good. Right. And I would watch that. That's I haven't seen anything that good on local news in a long time.
2: You're Right. I would give you that.
6: I, I you know, I don't, but I don't it's mind. Organic. Yeah, but it's organic and that's why it works. I mean, he is just, you know, an average guy who has an interest and now an opportunity to ask someone that he may not ever talk to. Uh, and he, and he rolls with it. He's not afraid of people. He's, you know, I mean, that's why it works. And he's intelligent. He
2: gave a real shot at the size yes. of the crowd too, which you don't really see when they cover it on uh, two four seven.
1: What crowd? A lot
2: of tight hey, shots on those. Well, you
1: mean
6: you mean making this thing bigger than it is? You got it. Uh huh. So, but, but but he did the he did the sneak cut to the black lady carrying the the, uh, the Trump flag. <laughs> he didn't say anything, but I saw what he was doing.
1: <laughs> and for all you listening and not watching. He cut to a black lady with a trunk.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is a whole nother special segment exactly. of American society. Ugh. All right, look, um, I want to thank everybody for coming out. To stay with us, Satori. Uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank Paul. I want to thank you all that are listening. Uh, remember, now 9 11, it's the 20 year anniversary coming up. I lived it. You lived it. I don't want to forget it. So, Each week, so September 11th, we're going to offer a little peace. I I do want to say this, though. Again, I said it earlier. 20 years in that cesspool of a war in Mm -hmm. Afghanistan,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. we're going to be pulling out in a month. And already the people that worked with the United States of America, right, the interpreters, the 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 clerks, Mm -hmm. the soldiers, uh, there's 20,000 of them stuck there. 200 finally arrived here rest of them, they're being hunted down. The Taliban owns the borders now. They're hanging people. They're burning homes. And the State Department says, we got a backlog Ridiculous of two shit. to four years. This is what we did? We did Vietnam again? Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry.
2: They helped us, man.
1: I mean, helped us do what? Well,
2: they helped us. The Afghan. You're talking about the interpreters?
1: All of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what the fuck? But remember, it, this, this is... I wonder what the anniversary is going to look like. Look at this mess. But I, I just want to read a small part of my coverage at that time. You all know I covered New York and Ground Zero. This is brought to you by uh, the Bricklayers and Allied Craft Workers, a local, too. You want a great job. You want a pension. You want a career. Go
2: to... Good benefits.
1: and click Join BAC. Look, uh, there's a $2,000 signing bonus, health benefits, And a pension that's not going to get robbed. Apprenticeships are free. Go there. Bricklayers.org and click Join BAC. They want you. Nothing to lose. Okay. It's just a little piece here. I just picked it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I don't even know if I'm going to set it up. Okay. This is about the workers trying trying to find the people in the rubble. At some point, all of the workers need a crevice in which to catnap. The ambulance drivers do it in their rigs, the foremen in the construction trailers, the morticians in the morgue. Many go over to St. Paul's Church on Broadway to sleep in the pews. Nearby, on the corner at Fulton Street, laborers stand around waiting to be chosen for office cleaning jobs. Inside the church, the morning coffee is brewing. When you put your head down to rest, you see the back of the pews, covered with letters and drawings from children across the country, and you fall asleep reading good things about yourself. The sausage and pancakes are really good, one police officer says. His breakfast is interrupted by a call. More bodies. And at 6.30 in the waning darkness, the seventh victim of the evening is exhumed, and a Port Authority police officer who just carried the body out says to one of the machine operators, we got some of our guys the fire department got some of theirs. The city cops got one. Everybody tonight is crazy. Except no one spoke of the civilians. Never forget. Karen, I love you. Satori,
3: when you come on my show,
1: yeah, can can I go nuts? <laughs>
3: yeah, you can you, well, you I help you with your story. We you, you can you can go nuts within the span of time allotted.
1: Absolutely. But I want
3: I want you to come when we go live back live at the Wright Museum. I'd love to. The Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers also, I'm hosting Detroit uh, performs live at Mary Grove uh, with Detroit Public Television and uh, I'll be telling stories at the Concert of Colors. Don was is celebrating George's 80th birthday with that concert.
1: And when is this?
3: Oh, wow. oh, October for Detroit performs, probably September for the Secret Society twisted Storytellers. I'm not sure when the Concert of Colors airs, but I know they they filmed it at the they filmed it um, the beginning of oh right after I got back from Jamaica, I, I went there on July 16th to take my segments.
1: Did uh, did Jamaica flood?
3: No, no. And they and I'm very proud of Jamaica and the prime minister there because they're taking care of their country. I mean, you got you have to go through some things to get to to be let in and to be let out Uh, there. There are curfews. And I'm glad I went when I went, because now the curfews are eight o'clock Monday through Saturday and three o'clock. You have to be in by three on Sunday. So I guess that's because of the Delta variant.
1: Okay. All right, so uh, if people want to know a little bit more about uh, where to find, what you're talking about, about the concerts, I think, where do they go?
3: Um, You can go to Detroit. I guess you can go to Detroit Public Television to find out about the concert of colors, also about Detroit Performs. You can visit our website for all of our activities, and we'll be cross-promoting, which is uh, www.twistedtellers.org, Tellers dot o-r-g or you can look me up on my website s- satori shakur.com and i thank you so much for inviting me to be here uh, charlie it's a b- pleasure to meet you and vibe with you i love you your energy is amazing karen is so good to see you and i i'm Thanks. totally happy about paul and what he's doing and thank you mark and big red <laughs> Keep on going, man. Come on out and interview all the tough people. I love you.
1: All right, you got my number. I I can't wait to be uh, on your program. So, again, thanks and happy anniversary to PFA. Thank you. All right. Bye,
3: Satori. Thank bye Thank you. And this
1: one's for you, Satori.